Welcome to B-Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest joints uh, of yesteryear. We look at the biggest movies that were released, and then we look at the ones dropped the exact same day. My name's Lincoln. I'm here with my man, Sam. Sam, how you doing? I'm all right, Lincoln. How you doing? I'm good, my dude. I'm good. This is the second time we're recording this intro. Um, <laughs> first one was trash. You'll never hear it. But um, we like to keep you guys involved. We like to tell you everything that's going on um i think this will be episode five dude i think we are we're flying dude mm. five episodes in a row that's a lot of talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we pull it off but how are you doing dude yeah i'm all right we're, we're, uh, this week we watched uh the rock with mm-hmm. nicholas cage and sean connery and uh every dude who ever played a soldier in any film ever um it it was very successful movie and then we watched the phantom which came out the same day with billy zane a superhero caper yeah man uh the rock is a movie when i told people that we're going to be watching this um everyone just like oh man love that joint Mm. love it so much a couple of things that stood out for me watching the rock uh, it must have been like the 10th time and it is this uh this thing makes no sense um Mm -hmm. (laughs) an insane movie just yeah. uh, off off the rip, off the rip. It's just an insane, insane movie. I think Sean Connery, uh, old ass uh, sex symbol, looks fantastic. Mm. Nicholas Cage as a scientist is, um, <laughs> yeah. Just Nicholas- imagine him going to university, being a nerd. No, no, I don't know so much, my dude. Yeah, he's 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 the he's the uh, the chemistry expert, and Nicholas Cage plays like a. <laughs> like a scientist exactly the same way he plays a stockbroker who thinks he's a vampire a dude who's changed faces with john travolta but it's exactly the same he's just as fucking crazy as like a nerd it's true but but like off the rip as well is this potentially i think this might be the first step in one of the greatest like four five year runs in the history of movies if you right. think about if you think, because I think it does, uh, Leaving Las Vegas is like 94, 95, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Then you get The Rock. After The Rock comes Con Air. Yeah. And then either in the same year or just after comes Face Off. Mm. This might be one of like the greatest like three movie runs <laughs> in the history of action movies at least. Yeah. And he, he crushed all those movies. He was exactly the same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In all three of those movies, um, if you've never seen The Rock before, I don't believe I don't believe you. But um, uh, Sean Connery is an old FBI con. He has to like break. Uh, uh, he has to break into Alcatraz, which is now this prison. Uh, of course, it's always been a prison, but now it's a tourist attraction. And uh, through a series of events, there's some chemical warfare, which is why we have Nicolas Cage in there. Um, and Sean Connery has to break in there and uh, save everyone. Obviously, defuse the weapons. How did you feel watching it again? For it must have been like the twentieth time. I yeah. I I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. But yeah, everybody watched this movie over and over again. It was one of those films that came on TV on a regular basis. It was one of those. Okay, you know the 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 covers when you went to like Blockbuster or Apollo like video store, and it was like The Rock, Chopper. Pulp Fiction and that uh, the the Confessions of a Killer one, you know the one. It's the red background. Anyway, those four movies were like the adult movies you always wanted to rent when you were a kid, but you were too young to watch. Can I can I ask you a movie question, just like yeah. an anthropological question? When you guys had to go to block, obviously I'm not I'm not from uh, the UK, despite some very slanderous things being said about my accent. <laughs> I don't like. 
when you guys took the movie out, did you take like a little a little slab that you took to the front? Was there like a little slot underneath the DVD cover? That, or did you take the physical cover? You took you took the physical cover. It was like an empty VHS case, and then you take yeah. that, and then they'd put they pull the file and they put the the tape in, and then you'd come back. Because uh, you oh, know what? Wait, it was different though. We had we had no because there was there was Blockbuster. Every, I mean, everywhere had Blockbuster. Was Apollo Videos that was everywhere, right? Uh, no, no, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. There might but have been. I, but yeah. I'm asking about like specifically like the mechanism with which you had to rent a movie because we used to have like they'd have the DVD case and it would be like four of the same movie. Mm. And there used to be a little a little slab right underneath it with the number of the DVD on it. And you used to take that slab, it's like the size of a bookmark. You take it to the front and they'd give you the movie. I lived in a really small town. And so if you went to the move to the movie rental shop and the movie was out, you could ask the guy behind the counter, like, who rented that? And he'd be like, oh no, it's your man Sam from Dan. No, no. <laughs> yeah. If you were early enough, you could just like phone Sam and be like, oh dude, so when you're done with Mighty Ducks 3D, can I, <laughs> can I get it from you? And like, you could like just drive to their house, be like, yeah, yeah, we watched that ages ago. So, so wait, so in the in this in the in the the small town you grew up in, you knew people well enough to be like, can I borrow the movie after you, but not be like, can I just come over and watch it? Yeah, but like usually people would like hire out like six movies in a row. To be like, if you're gonna finish that one, let me just let me get that. That's mm. before, guys. This is way before streaming services, man. This is when <laughs> you have to physically have a relationship with your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Just watch the thing that you watch. Anyway, The Rock, man. Um, a couple of things that stood out for me from The Rock. Something that I remember now is a a little known character that doesn't really exist anymore, which is sassy black person says something in the middle of. A distressing situation right this happens in the rock as immediately as soon as they get kidnapped there's a sassy black dude he just goes man ain't oh. this some bullshit <laughs> and uh, it's so great right you, you talk you talking about the guy on the tram no 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 even before the guy on the tram like immediately as soon as they kidnap everyone and hold them hostage yeah. on on the rock there's a sassy black dude who goes ain't this some bullshit it's Lunel. It's the comedian Lunel. Yeah, she also features, but before her, there's also oh, another man. there's also another black character who just goes, Man, ain't this about some bullshit? This, I was like, man, fair play to you. At least you guys were all working. <laughs> all I'm saying is it happened so many times in that movie that I erased the one you're talking about. You know, who knew? Michael Michael Bay might uh, might low-key be an ally. <laughs> <laughs> I think, this is, I think this is the weirdly woke moment of the podcast or the instant camp. Maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Don't jump ahead. Don't give away all our joints for free. Anyway, man, just in general, though, how are your feelings about Michael Bay starting with The Rock and then just also like just in general? What else? Did, what were what were the early Mike? Because obviously Michael Bay, like Transformers, all the all the you know the late two thousand stuff. But he was big in the nineties. I'm trying to think what other movies he did because there was because produced by Bruckheimer. Uh, and I feel like, did Michael Bay also do Bad Boys? Oh, actually, he might have done, because there's that scene in... You know how I, I, I'm guessing that he directed Bad Boys? Yeah. Is that scene where um, they lose the baddie, and he has to, and they do like the slow-mo get up from off the floor, and the camera spins around, which is also in The Rock. And like, I dude, like, come on, let's keep it on. I know about, like, people hate fucking Michael Bay, but Bad Boys, The Rock, yeah. Armageddon. Pearl Harbor, Bad Boys 2, The Island, Transformers. This fucking guy made like the GDP of China over the, <laughs> over the course of 
very successful well, movies. It's very successful movies, man. But the uh, but the Rock re- rewatching it, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know how I felt about it. It was like it's this heavy, heavy subject matter, but with this really like light, don't take it too serious tone that. I feel like was every movie in the 90s. I feel like everything was sort of some dark, fucked up, like horrible truth. But it was like, hey, but it's also fun, you know? This is what I was thinking is Sean Connery from this time. I don't know Sean Connery as James Bond. I think the first movie I've seen him in might have been a movie called First Night. Right. I don't know if you've seen it with Richard Gere. Okay, was this like a medieval movie? It's a medieval movie and Sean Connery played uh, King Arthur. Right, of course. Um, I remember that movie so vividly. It's mostly one of the first movies I saw. And then the other time I remember Sean Connery is in that. Do you remember that movie where Kevin Costner uh, uh, rode a dragon? Dragonheart? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you think, you, you think yeah. I don't remember crying at the end of Dragonheart when I was a I fucking was like, baby? Do you remember? Do you remember when, um, when Sean Connery was a dragon? He gets shot in it and... I swear to God, in my head, I know this kid, the kid was only born like in 2000s. It can't be him. But I swear to God, the actor Timothy Chalamet <laughs> played yeah. the kid who was opposite him. But I know that can't be the case because yeah, I yeah. came out a good five years before the guy was probably, before Timothy Chalamet was probably born. Yeah. But whenever I see Sean Connery, I always just think of Dragonheart. And I can't, I don't even think of James Bond. I just go straight to Kevin Costner riding it, And then they do like a big thing where you get shot Um, yeah dude that's so fucking crazy that you say that because i'm like that's exactly what i wanted to say about sean connery was like i have (laughs) and the thing is i don't remember most of the movie dragonheart what i do remember is when they first meet (laughs) the guy kevin costa's like in his mouth and he does that thing where he like props the mouth open with a stick (laughs) and i'm like that's sure that's sean connery in my head forever that movie i i think about the movie once a month (laughs) (laughs) I think about Sean Connery as a dragon and I'm just like, man. It's a good movie, man. (laughs) They just really was, they were giving out money to anything, anything in the Mm. 90s. But even despite all of this great stuff, we're not here to talk about um, uh, The Rock, technically. Or even uh, Dragonheart. We're not even here to talk about that. We're here to talk about this joint that came out, The Phantom. Um, By the way, The Rock... Uh, uh, SEO search function has really been um, hurt by the rise of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes it a very hard movie to search. Uh, and, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest as well. I had a hard time with the Phantom because of the Phantom yeah. of the Opera, Phantoms. Uh, this is a lot of Phantom movies. Yeah, this is just some. If there's any movie execs listening to this, please uh, think of the SEO for your <laughs> for your movies. It's really uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Make your movies searchable, please. Thank you. Mm. Now, The Phantom, I'm just going to come out and say it. This movie's terrible. <laughs> yeah. not sure. It was a piece of shit. Hated most of it. Um, I'll give you my highlights. Yeah. Um, and you can tell me why you enjoyed this piece of shit. Um, <sighs> highlights, Billy Zane. Fucking yeah. ripped to shreds. Ga, ga, ga. My man looks fantastic. Ripped like a piece of paper. Just yeah. abs up the wood. Um him uh, personally uh, physically no charisma uh, whatsoever um mm-hmm. i was not there i was like dude i am kind of glad you died on the titanic um <laughs> off the rip you you're not you're not that enjoyable to watch but um what did you think of it i'm gonna I'll, mate i i had fun i had fun it's really uh, i've never seen a movie try and have such high stakes but have such low stakes it's 
it's it's it's it's an adventure movie where every piece every single piece is gibberish in a way that i can almost tune into where i'm like yeah fuck it sure okay that guy didn't kill your dad it's a different guy whatever are you serious man i couldn't even buy into the silliness of this this movie was so trash it's bad but it's uh, it's bad and it's offensive <laughs> and just like generally across the board i think i had more fun rewatching this than i did rewatching the rock okay i see what you're doing <laughs> Yeah, I'm not doing anything, man. I no, think no, I'm no, doing you're, you're, you're trying to get me all riled up. Okay, walk walk us through uh, the Phantom, right? And, uh, and then pick and choose the moments where you where you thought that you enjoyed this movie. Walk, <laughs> walk us through those moments, please, Sam. Okay. So it's uh, I can't I can't remember the date of the of the opening scene. Basically, the the, the law. isn't it? No, oh, no, no, no. Before that, before that, right? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting. I'm sorry. <laughs> the law of the phantom is that there, there's like a pirate king who's going around looting um and then he kills some guy's dad and the guy gets a skull ring and then he becomes the first phantom which is this lineage of this family protecting random parts of a jungle in africa from stuff this film picks up then in 1938 with Billy Zane as the Phantom, who who is essentially like a man in like such, it's a purple condom. It's not even a superhero suit. It's like a one piece that connects over his whole head. Outrageous. Um, My man looks like one of them uh, uh, rabbit dildos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those Lovejoy joints, my dude. (laughs) Yeah. My dude looks like a sexual object. Just... He looks like a remote dildo, for sure. He looks for real. And uh, fair, fair play to him. That's ahead of its time. I know this is a superhero flick. I know Billy Zane's in What's his powers going to be? And his power is just like a nine millimeter. It's just a gun. Yeah, he's got uh, no powers. That man has no powers. And a horse and a wolf. <laughs> a horse that he can... It seems like either he can talk to the horse or the horse and the wolf can talk to each other yeah. in a weird... Um, we had kind of like Dr. Doolittle scenario. Yeah. Where he keeps it. But I I secretly think that the horse, uh, much like the monkey in Aladdin, I think that the Is horse the and the wolf, they're the ones that's keeping this fucking operation yeah. afloat. Because yeah. if it's not for him, this fucking idiot is yoked. Yeah. He's so so ripped. But he is he's got no powers whatsoever. Another another uh, massive uh, concern for me is that um the villain, uh, uh, fucking, he's got like a professional wrestler name. Xander uh, Drax. Xander Drax. He's more charismatic than your man Billy Zane. Yeah. I love, I love Xander Drax. Xander Drax is, um, he's basically like the rapper Future. He's just a bad guy. He's just <laughs> toxic masculinity stuck in time. Just yeah. <laughs> really, really bad dude. And um, he is way more compelling. I was, I was rooting for him. I interrupt. So the whole kind of premise of this thing is that they have these three skulls, right? Mm. And these, there's an ancient brotherhood that they want access to these skulls. But the Phantom, uh, your man Billy Zane, he is the one who's kind of has to stop this from happening, it seems. And he has to also protect whatever island that he's on. And um, in any event, the movie kind of really, really speeds along. And we get to a point where uh, a ruffian, I've never learned this guy's name, they escape with the skulls, right? And they end up in New York. 
uh, take us take, uh, pick us up from there when they're in New York with the skulls. Well, so okay, just a little lead up to that. The the yeah. the head of the new the head of the newspaper who is not the villain, just a totally different guy who suspects Xander Drax, who's figured out that he's trying to find these three skulls. His daughter, for some reason, goes to this island to to try and find the skulls. That's his niece. I remember this. His much. niece, yeah, gets kidnapped and it is saved by the Phantom, uh, and that's when, yeah, that's when the guys get away with the skull. Before that, even though the people who actually kidnap her uh, while she's out there is um, also we find Catherine Zeta Jones. Mm. I can never look at Catherine Zeta Jones and never think about the fact, and this is true, Sam, and you know people mm. don't have to Google this that she uh, gave uh, Michael Douglas throat cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, it was what was it? It was the eating pussy thing. It was like he loved it, and there was like a specific type of cancer. Look, we're all grown ups here. Michael Douglas went down on Catherine Zeta Jones. The pussy yeah. was too fire. <laughs> oh, okay, right. The pussy was too fire, and uh, she gave him throat cancer. And that's a fact. That's true. Yeah, well, should that... she register? What is is there radiation? <laughs> should she register it with the UN? I don't know. It's not for me to say these things, but it just is what it is. It is what it is. Um, what okay. happened? The, Fan- the Phantom rescued yeah. uh, from the clutches of Catherine Zeta Jones and her <laughs> phenomenal pussy. <laughs> okay, but this is all right. Because this is why I love Catherine Zeta-Jones in this movie. Because Catherine Zeta-Jones, she's a beautiful woman written written as an incel, pre-incel, <laughs> right? Because because she uh, so she you know she's she's a villain, and you know Billy Zane comes in to rescue this editor's niece, who we don't. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute because the the information bleed in this film is so awful as to no, when you're supposed to know stuff, but um. You know, Billy Zane rescues the the woman that he knows that he's like childhood friends with, and she goes back to her boss and she's like, "He's insane. He's a crazy person because he he had the chance to fuck me and he didn't. He went with that other woman." And I was like, this "Narcissism is crazy. Uh, I love it." So we're all the way in New York now, right? Catherine Zeta Jones. We the, the, this scene happens in my man uh, Xander Drax's office. So he wants these three skulls and he wants to kind of combine them to take over the world. I don't know what, well, it's 1938, my dude. You don't even have the internet yet. And then something really interesting happens. The movie goes into its uh, King Kong phase of (laughs) the Phantom going to New York. And it's never clear if the Phantom has like, uh, if he's like a Bruce Wayne-like character that he exists outside of his purple suit. Mm. And he's just kind of like a benevolent rich person because he doesn't seem to understand how money works. He just like gives one of the cabbies like just a handful of pearls or whatever, not pearls, but like gemstones and yeah. stuff. And I will not lie to you. Um, there's a good 20 minutes here where I just blacked out. <laughs> yeah. This movie just ran together with me and, I, and it turned into Night at the Museum for a short mm-hmm. second. This, this is a, and then the movie kind of moves straight on to kind of the, the final act. Which is interesting because uh, they find this old brotherhood, the brotherhood of the fucking Super Saiyans or whatever. I can't yeah. remember. Um, and they they try and uh, they know where the other skulls are. But through a series of unfortunate events, we find out that Billy Zane actually has been wearing 
this uh, skull ring the entire time. And so like he was always going to be the protector of this of the skull. Um, uh, he defeats uh, Xander Drax in battle. Mm. And then we skip to a really weird scene at the end, which I swear must should have been earlier in the movie. Yeah, because he goes on to explain the kind of the, the folklore behind uh, the Phantom. Yeah, right. And he he tells the girl there, uh, the the editor's niece, who doesn't get a great name. He explains to her that basically, or the all the the, the Phantoms have sons. These sons grow up to be the next Phantom. So these it's been happening for four hundred years. Yeah, this is where it got kind of be weird for me. Got a bit creepy. Yeah, got a bit creepy because. Um, we didn't know this, but it's it's revealed at the end of the movie that uh, the Phantom is a pervert. Yeah, um, he is a is a pervert. We're getting to my because... favorite bit of the movie now. Yeah, yeah, go on. No, well, take 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 it take it no, away. You so. you take it. You take. I want to hear you say it in your okay. words. And I... all right, so um, we come to the end of the movie. Blah blah blah. It's all salt. It's all great. And uh, the Phantom says he can only re- reveal his identity. Uh, Billy Zane. He says he can only reveal his identity to one person. It's going to be the, his wife, the person he marries. And he takes off his mask and he says to editor's niece, he says, yeah, take it off. You know, I'm going to marry you, something like that. And she says, but what if I refuse? And then my man close up goes, no one refuses the phantom. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is wild. This is not good. Um, yeah. Clearly the phantom uh, written by Harvey Weinstein. Um, <laughs> uh, very uncomfortable for me. I do not like this. This is what I love about it. Billy Zane, like you said at the top, is so uncharismatic uh, that because she does refuse. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I love about the ending is he goes, is it like the, it's, it's like a really sort of kid-friendly action-adventure movie about protecting blah 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 and then and this weird romance b plot that comes out and he goes and and it's it's that scene where it's like the romantic kiss at the end and he goes i you're gonna marry me and she goes no and he goes nobody refuses the phantom and she goes i i do and then he just goes oh also this is a great little subplot the great little b plot in um the run of um of xander drax is that the the kind of the moment that sparks it, that sparks the evil of Xander Drax yeah. is they, someone finds out that he's been, uh, he's been reading some weird books in the New York public library. Yeah. I swear to God, it came up like three times. It came, yeah. up, came up three times where they went, yes, he's been reading some interesting books in the public library. I was like, <laughs> what sort of, what sort of library holds ancient skull texts? Yeah, from this faraway African uh, ostensibly land. Yeah, what, what library is this, my dude? <laughs> oh, oh, Lincoln, don't you know it's New York Public Library? A, what? There's this whole. Is there like an ancient shaman section? Yeah. <laughs> also, what I love about that is the fact that that's there are obviously people spying on Xander Drax. Do you know what I mean? The editor's got people on him. The, you know, the fucking, the police have people on him. Everybody's got somebody watching Xander Drax, but for some reason, the most interesting thing they can come back with is like, 
I saw him reading at the library. He seemed pretty fucking suspect. <laughs> is it like is it like in like old like um like video rental stores where like there's the porn section? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Af- all the ancient African texts are like behind like <laughs> behind like a beaded curtain. Yeah, yeah. You have to like go and ask someone's permission for. <clears throat> By the way, uh, Phantom saves the day. Rides off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Categories. Categories. I think I should put some music underneath the category section. Yeah. Just so that people know. But like for before we do that, we'll do some categories. <laughs> so I we've been asked to explain this, Sam, because we, we tend to just kind of run into it because we get carried away. We get excited. We have set categories for all of these movies, for both of these movies. Now, these categories apply for both of the movies. Uh, unless we say so otherwise. Um, the first category that we have is usually the weirdly woke moment. This is a moment in both movies that um, was not trying to be so, but uh, in the 2020 life, it's actually kind of pretty well. Uh, Sam, do you have one for us? For, for, the fa- for the Phantom, I'm going with what we just talked about, which is the re- refusing the marriage proposal at the end and leaving our hero sad uh, because... Yeah, fuck him. It, yeah, and it's weird that they did that because I don't think that's what they, <laughs> I don't think that's what they were going for. I don't think they were going for. Yeah, you know what? Fuck this weird, creepy dude who lives in the jungle in his purple condom suit, just shooting stuff out of people's hands. I think they were like, no, this is deep. And actually, okay. you know, I have, I have two. I have two. Go for um, it. The first one is uh, Editor's niece, who I, I know this isn't work because I can't remember the character's name, but um, she wears very flat trimming uh, trousers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very sensible she's like very well cut she's obviously visited a good tailor she's really well dressed and very um very sensible second is what i said before in the rock is michael bay actually being a champion of uh black representation in movies and um having <laughs> having three separate black people he could have just been the same one but having three separate black actors uh come through and say a sassy line yeah um, uh, quote unquote, I have a gun. Um, uh, I thought that was very enjoyable. Uh, shout out to Michael Bay. Right. Next category. Thank you. Crush that. Let's do the uh, let's do the instant cancel moment, which is if this film came out today, what would this get immediately cancelled for? What is too regressive? I think for Phantom, instant cancel is um, uh, Billy Zane being a. Uh, an exceptionally white man. Um, mm. Too white? No, that's probably unfair. But <laughs> having a, a brown manservant, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I was like, ah, I don't think that's going to scan. But I also understand why it has to be a brown manservant. Because if you have a white manservant, then it's just a, that's just another question um, <laughs> that you have to answer. And this movie doesn't have the tools. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those questions. Uh, obviously, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's there's a lot of racial instant cancel moments. I think in 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 both of these movies, but for the Phantom, the thing I'm going to choose is the weird bit where he makes friends with the tiger in the zoo. Uh, only in light of the old Tiger King documentary <laughs> coming about, and we're like, I don't think this tiger's well treated. He tra- like he talks to he trains this tiger to scare the cops, and then. <laughs> And then pats it on the head and goes, good girl. And then just climbs out the pen and doesn't do anything for the tiger. Okay. So the maltreatment, maltreatment, mistreatment. Yeah. Uh, one of those two of the, 
of the tiger. Specifically um, that one tiger, though. No, no problems with the horse the, or the wolf. Yeah, yeah, the horse, the wolf, they proper, like, they're the alphas. They, yeah, run, yeah. they run this organization. <laughs> Who would you swap uh, from the Phantom and the Rock? And also uh, vice versa. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of guys from the Rock that I want to put into the Phantom. Uh, there's a lot. And Ed Harris is in there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Sean Connery as as Mason. So Sean Connery's character in The Rock is this like ex SAS trained killer who's like an old man, and you know so many points throughout the movie he saves Nicolas Cage by just horrifically murdering some soldier that's you know got Nicolas Cage hostage or whatever, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the amount. <laughs> The amount of times that Billy Zane doesn't doesn't even wound anyone, and I just want to see Sean Connery coming in, snapping necks. Do you know what I mean, Ooh, like pouring some... acid down people's throats, just weird, over the top shit. It was some, you know what? Not a lot of people die in The Rock, really. Actually, yeah. if you if you think about it, but the people that do die die really violently. It's, oh, it's rough. It's, it's a rough. <laughs> um freaky friday moment so you'd uh you get mason in there to actually murder some people mm -hmm. um okay for me i don't know who this character is i seen this guy play i don't know his name but he is the fbi guy uh he's got a fantastic mustache william forsyth is that his name yeah he was from raising arizona right I think it must be him, man, because I've seen this guy in so many joints. He was in The Devil's Rejects as well. You ever see that movie? I have not seen or that the, movie. I think he was in House of a Thousand Corpses as well. He's in all the Rob Zombie movies. I want to put Catherine Zeta-Jones from The Phantom into The Rock. I want one. I want her as because, and this is the thing. I don't. If anyone's you know hasn't seen The Rock or is too young to have seen The Rock, you have to remember this was before Michelle Rodriguez. But like. There's, there's supposed to be like a crazy lady who's just going to fuck you up on these SWAT teams. And, and uh, the, the Rock is all dudes. And I want the narcissism. I want her upset that these people want to kill her and won't have sex with her. Also, do you want Catherine Zeta-Jones on The Rock and her vagina is takes the role it's of... The bomb. It's the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> they have to... Yeah, they have to they have to watch out because Catherine Peter Jones is gonna expose that area, and uh, half of San Francisco is gonna die of radiation. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Um, that is you know, not your... It's 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 not what I'm not saying. But yeah, I kind of want that to be the end. I kind of want Nicolas Cage to shove Catherine Zeta Jones into the mouth of that one psycho soldier at the end who's still going ahead with the plan. And he doesn't die immediately. He just kind of slowly. <laughs> he just has a. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just slowly passes away from a sad battle, from a yeah. very long battle with cancer. Um, that this might be the last podcast we ever do. Um, <laughs> this is done. This might, this might, this might get us cancelled. But you know what? We out here. We're trying our best. Um, dude, I think that's all we're gonna have time for um, today. So. Um, for me, Sam, is there anything else you want to say? No, that's it from me. Yeah, so just remember, like, subscribe, man. Look, if you think, if you enjoy what we're doing here, like, subscribe, um, just follow us on Instagram. We'll take it, dude. Like, you don't even have to, you know. Although, if you've made it this far, fucking subscribe, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really appreciate it. We're trying to do something nice here. Uh, trying to get through uh, all some of these crazy times. 
But anyway, uh, my name's Lincoln. Uh, for me and my man Sam, uh, check you next time. Peace. Stay safe.